Hey, dude, you Please, gotta... don't even talk to me until I have my coffee. Okay. You having a stressful day and need a few laughs? Come to the right place. Myself, Lyrican, Jimmy Jam are fathers formerly in the music industry who have a lot to say. So sit back, sip your cup of coffee, and welcome to the shenanigans. Welcome to the Coffee Break Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, episode 20. Episode 20. I can't believe we made it this far. You were happy for 19. I was. I was extremely happy. In fact, I had to take a five-minute break. Well, we're back. Episode 20, and for the first time ever... We're off site. We're in a beautiful barbershop. And they take Peter. care of that baby face. Yeah, you know, you got to keep it looking good. Christy wants it looking nice. Man, when I saw the, the equipment that they have to fix that face, the chainsaws over there and all the magnificent equipment. Takes a lot Laser of work. surgery. A lot of foundation. You know. Yeah. Well, we get coffees and questions for the first time. And I'm not drinking out of my fancy mug. I'm actually doing a Starbucks frappuccino they're not cutting a check no i know but i felt fancy saying frappuccino you didn't put your pinky up in the air i can oh okay all right there it is why don't you introduce where we were at ladies and gentlemen we are at glattfelder's barbershop here in east petersburg if you've ever driven down main street you've seen it it's right there on the right hand side going towards Mannheim, and of course it says we need your head in my business which we found out where that came from. I, I saw that sign. I was like, I got to go there. Luckily, subpoena's here. So it all worked out. We got to thank her because she keeps you top notch. So I, there's a rumor on the street that you're going to be coming here too. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to see what she got. See if she can cut this Puerto Rican-ness. That's a lot of Puerto Rican-ness to cut. Yeah, I feel like uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> That's more of a Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I won't do the other part of Pee Wee that I know. Oh, God. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to show you coffees and questions. Enjoy. Steve with Gladfelders. How are you doing today? All right. How are you doing? Good. Now, they don't call you Steve or Stefan or anything else, choice words. They call you Willard. Right. How did you get the name Willard? Um, that was subpoena. <laughs> My, our barber here, she uh, had a movie that uh, I remind her of this character at this uh, movie that, uh, I forget the name of the movie, but she calls me Willard. Willard? Is that the name of the movie? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> but that's what they call you, right? That's a nickname, yeah. So let's start with the questions here. What's it like being the only other female in the barber shop? No, no, all kidding aside. It says you fell in love with barbering. Besides Danielle Woods, what is it about barbering that you fell in love with? Um, I think the industry is more than a haircut. Uh, I think it's like 20% of your skill and like 80% of your personality and how you conduct yourself. Uh, it's about the experience when you're in the chair. It's not just get you in and get you out. It's listening, communicating well, and then the experience, how the service is for the individual. And, um, you know, anybody can chop your hair up in five minutes. But it's the whole experience. How are you taken care of? Uh, okay. So, well, if you were not a barber, what would you be doing? It's a good question. Um, I don't know, honestly. Uh, probably something to deal with the uh, sports. Maybe a gym teacher. I like exercise. 
uh, I could see myself going to school maybe for that if I didn't choose this career. If you were a gym teacher, would you wear those really tight shorts? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. <laughs> if you had the chance, would you want to be a barber owner or just a barber? Not just a barber, but would you want to own a shop as well? Uh, not at this point in time. Uh, I have thought about that in, my pa- in the past, and um, it's just not um, something I want to do. Um, uh, it's a lot of expense right now, and I'm kind of comfortable and happy with what I'm doing currently. So, well, um, I know I know a lot of people like you, and you know you do a great job. But the one thing I would like to know is, out of all the people that you've been cutting hair with for years, what is it that um, what's your greatest memory of a barber, like barbering? What would you, who's your greatest memory of a client? That's, that's a hard question. I really honestly don't have an answer for that. I mean, I've seen a lot of people throughout the years come and go. Um, for me to pinpoint one person, it'd be tough. And I don't really have an I mean, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer. You don't have to have an answer to everything. Yeah, no, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I really don't have an answer. I mean, I've had good customers, really good customers, and um, it varies. But it's hard for me to just say one particular And I have a last question. And this is a family show because this is what we started doing. It's all about family. Yeah. I know you're a single father and I commend you for that because I was a single father for years and it's not an easy job. No, it's not. What do your children think of you being a barber? Um, they, they, uh, they like it. They think it's neat that dad's doing something different. That's, you know, that takes artwork to create, you know, with something when somebody comes in, you're creating something and it's, it's kind of, well, it is, it's artwork. When we come in, we sculpt, we shape, we blend, we fade, everybody, and it's artwork. Uh, but they, they like that. And my, kids are very, my kids are into art. They're, they're, they're dancing. They both do dance. My son dances, my daughter dances, and they like to draw, and they're creative that way. So maybe they got that from me a little bit and maybe from their mother. Final question, <clears throat> part two. Is it true that you're vaxxed and waxed? <laughs> Um, I'm fully vaccinated from COVID. I got the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, the other part of it, I don't, you know, comment on. Well, ladies, he <laughs> is ready to mingle. He's fully vaccinated. You can check him out here at Gladfelder's Barbershop. His name is Willard, but legally he's called Steve. So check him out. Thanks a lot, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Sapita, you've been cutting my hair for umpteen years. Yes. Like and 16, I believe. It's been a pleasure for you. I know. Oh yeah. No doubt about that. This, uh. Nice little shape up I got yesterday. A little bit. I did get a cut right here, but it was okay. I I only bled for about five seconds. No, I'm kidding because she gets really upset if you mess with her. So we're going to ask you some serious questions today. So what is it about Tom Brady that you hate so much? Uh, How much time do we have? (laughs) We only have, what, 45 minutes? We ain't got enough time. All right. You said in your bio that the salon business wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. What was it about the, what is it about barbering that drew you in versus the salon business that you, I believe, started in, correct? Yes, I went to cosmetology school first. Uh, this will give my age away, but Sears had a salon and that's where I worked. So, you know, I didn't like the cattiness, the drama, the bite, you know, how women are, you know, a little bitchy and complaining and moaning. But then, it's kind of like working at Gladfeller, so it's not really so different. <laughs> but uh, it, I just, I, it wasn't what I thought was for me. And uh, I always cut hair, 
Um, when I was a kid, I cut all the Barbies and baby dolls my sisters had, cut all their hair off and told them it would grow back. So I thought it was for me, and I'm like, what do I do? So you traumatized little kids back in the day. Oh, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you are the only female working at Gladfelder's, and am I correct that you are the only female to have ever worked at Gladfelder's? You would be 100% correct. Tell me a little bit about that. What's it like? So, little backstory. And uh, my family moved here in 2000. My husband Elton got a job in Lidditz. Uh, so his boss said that Gladfellers Barbershop uh, was hiring. Well, we're from Altoona. I don't know what Gladfellers is. So I came in. Mr. Gladfeller, uh, the owner and starter of Gladfellers, was here. Um, I came in the door, and I think they had no idea what was going on. They probably thought I was a state inspector. Um, I came in and asked and said, hi, I'm Subpoena Verdon, and I was just wondering, I heard that you're hiring for a barber, and I was wondering if I could apply. And him and the gentleman next to him, which I later found out was um, Bouchon, they looked at me, and Mr. Gladfeller said, it'll be a cool day in hell before anyone works, any woman works in my barber shop. Now, they were very old school, um, so that was the way it was, and that was in 2000. Uh, so for me, I worked at Manor Barber for a number of years. So Gladfellers and Manor Barber were the two number one barber shops in Lancaster County for many, many, many years. So coming to Gladfellers, I honestly thought there was no way in the world I would ever get the job because they would never hire me. So in 2019, there was an ad online and I needed to find a barbershop to work at because of what was going on. And uh, Scott was the owner. And I was nervous. And I told my husband, Elton, I said, I'll never get that job. I said, I'm going to go in there. My name's Subpoena. They're probably going to think I'm a guy. They're not going to think I'm a girl. And um, he's going to be like, yeah, chicks don't work at Gladfellers. But I was very, very blessed that Scott took a chance on me and realized I had skill and ability and I'm extremely blessed to be the only female barber here. Very, very cool. And, you know, it's, it's strides like that that make this world a better place because of what you're doing. And, and not just for a person such as yourself, but for women in general. Yes. So kudos to you. Next question here today is, what do you enjoy most about being a barber? Um, being a barber, you meet a wide variety of people. Uh, you can meet someone that is, you know, makes a zillion dollars to someone who doesn't hardly make anything. You can meet someone that's, you know, different nationality, different uh, religious background. And it's always a new adventure. Every time someone comes in, you never know what you may get. So it's, it's never boring. It's always new every day. And that's what I like about it. Very cool. What is your... Greatest memory of a client or a current client? I, I mean, I know who the greatest client is. But, so uh, just to say, Jimmy's going to pay me 100 bucks, so I have to say this. Jimmy, you are my most memorable client oh, ever. Jeez. Who other than Jimmy Jam? I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up. <laughs> no. <laughs> All kidding aside, you've been doing this a lot longer than cutting my hair. So in all your years of doing it, What's your greatest memory of a client? So honestly, it's hard to pick one. Um, so I, I've thought about it because you did ask me this previous. So I had one client 
Um, he was the grumpiest, bitchiest old man you'd ever meet in your whole entire life. And no one wanted to do his hair. So he chose me, of course. So uh, no matter what I did, he was never happy. My sideburn literally is a millimeter shorter on one side than the other. I would miss a hair or uh, you didn't do it this way last time or just always complained. So I probably cut his hair for about eight years, every two weeks. And um, my husband got a job in Buffalo, his job transferred him up, and I knew we were leaving. So I couldn't wait to tell him because that was going to be it. I wouldn't have to deal with him. And all the barbers I worked with said, please do not give him to me. So I told the gentleman, I said, you know, I said, listen, I hate to tell you, I said, but my husband got a job in Buffalo, and in three months I'm going to be leaving. Um, he said, huh. And he didn't talk the rest of the haircut. So he paid for his haircut, and on the way out the door he said, you know, you're pretty selfish. You're a selfish person. I was like, okay. Wow. Yeah. So the next time uh, I cut his hair, he came back in, and uh, he had a, a present, a card, and some flowers. And I was like, oh, my God, it's probably a bomb or something in the box. <laughs> I mean, I was a little nervous. So he came back in, and I cut his hair, and it was kind of odd. He didn't talk a lot. I mean, I talked to him, but it was very just, you know, dry, whatever. And um, before his haircut was over, he said, I just want to let you know, he said, I lost my wife several years ago. He said, and my son died in a motorcycle accident. He said, and my daughter died of breast cancer not that long ago. He said, so I'm a wow. very cranky old man. He said, life for me is rough. He said, but no matter what I've ever said to you, you've always been nice to me. He said, you never were rude to me. You just treated me like a person. He said, and I'm really going to miss you. So from that day on, I definitely was always like, no matter who comes in your chair, you don't know what they're going, what's going on in their life. You, you know, it's best to just to be nice to them. Because maybe that's the only happiness he had every two weeks was me harassing him, asking about the weather and what he did for the week. But he would have to be it. It's amazing what you can, like, you don't know what you're doing for somebody in their life. Because you don't know just interacting with someone how you can change their day. We talked about this a few episodes ago. I'm very big every morning that I take five minutes and I wish everyone on my Facebook timeline a happy birthday because I believe that you don't know whose day they're going to be all alone. They're going to feel alone. It's their birthday, which makes it 10 times worse. And just that one message might make a difference in somebody's day. I agree. So it's great that you have that memory. What, um, you, you mentioned your husband, Elton, mm -hmm. you have a daughter, Lexi, Alexis, whatever yes. you want to, I don't know what to say. Her proper name is Alexis, but she likes to go by Lexi. Okay. Now, Lexi and Elton, what do they think of you being a barber? Hmm. Should we be honest? Yeah. <laughs> so being a barber, so I work six to six. My family will tell you I'm never home on time, and I always leave early because that is how I function. I'm always going to be a half hour early. And if a customer comes in and says, oh, Spina, I need a haircut. Is there any way? Even though my boss will be like rolling his eyes saying, uh, I'm out of here at six. Let's go. Well, I'll stay because they really need a haircut. So I think my family over the years have adjusted to that. Um, my daughter this past, because of COVID, we had to hire as a receptionist, Scott did. So she got to see me be a barber more than she ever did before. 
So I think she understands why I'm late and why you should do for others because she is that type of person too. But she will tell you, when we go to the grocery store and someone recognizes mom, she's like, oh my God, we're never going to get out of the grocery store now. But um, my husband, I think, when I first started dating him, um, he definitely was like, how do all these guys know your name and you don't know their name? <laughs> um, he's realized, too, the same thing. Uh, you, you have to be there for the customer. The customer's number one. And I live by that rule. The customer's number one to me. Whatever I got to do to make someone's day, I'm going to try to do. And I think that's what's instrumental in making Glattfelders what it is. You know, Scott, you, Willard, Pops, Matthew. Everybody makes a difference here. Yes. And somebody's life. And it's not just, you know, on the corner in East Pete, it's not just that shop that has, we need your head in our business, which is, we'll talk about, I'm sure, some more. But it's, a, it's, it's an institution for the area. Like, people know this place. They recognize this place. And it's because the doors are always open. And, yes. it, and it, makes it, it makes you feel good when you come in here. So thank you for that. Um, last question for you. Who was your greatest mentor? John Burke. John Burke was my uh, first barbershop boss. Uh, John Burke had more faith in me than I had in myself. I was a cosmetologist that had some Walmart clippers. And I worked at Sears. He worked also in the mall. It was the mall barbershop. Um, They used to smoke outside all the time. Now, I didn't smoke, but I would go outside and talk to them. And I would complain because, you know, I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't go in there and do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. So John said, you know what, just come in the barbershop. He said, do a haircut. We'll see what you got. I said, all right. So I went in, and I thought, hey, I got it. I'm, you know, I found out really quick. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, John took me under his wing, and he mentored me. He talked to me as a dad. Uh, He made sure that I knew what to do, what not to do. He was hard on me. It wasn't always wonderful. I went home many nights crying like this ain't going to work. But uh, John put more faith in me than probably anyone ever has. And without him, I would never be who I am today. Well, I want to thank him because he's made you an excellent barber. And you actually just took what he did and molded yourself and created the person that you are. And you are a wonderful person. You've been there for me, my family. My son, my father, you cut everyone's hair that I know. And I can't thank you enough for just being subpoena and being a part of my life and helping the Coffee Break podcast as much as you have. So thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. All right. So now that Jimmy's done, I get to talk to El Jefe, big dog. How are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you, buddy? So my first question of everything is, why did you choose to be a barber? So straight out of high school, I went to college. Uh, I have a degree in computer systems engineering. Um, worked at uh, UPS down in Timonium, Maryland for a while. Um, and uh, absolutely loved that job. Uh, went to a, a different uh, company down there because UPS was starting to downsize just because of the economy. They didn't need as many professionals as they had on board. Uh, was there for about a year and just didn't necessarily care for the business. So uh, spoke with my father, uh, and he decided to send me to barber school. Nice. So, 
I uh, went to barber school up in uh, Mechanicsburg and immediately got a job with him in our Shrewsbury store. Nice. So, Shrewsbury store. So, that means in 2009, that's when you got your infamous call to come to here. Yes. How did that phone call go and what did that actual phone call mean to you specifically? So, that was an absolutely crazy morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the phone call right around uh, 530 uh, that Mr. Donald Bushong had passed away on the front porch of the barbershop. Uh, he came to work that morning and uh, fell over right outside the front door. Uh-huh. Uh, my father decided to throw my bedroom door open at 5.30 a.m. and told me to get my ass down to Shrewsbury, pack my tools, I'm going to East Petersburg. <laughs> That's one way to get woken up in the morning? Yes. So, after a while, you took over the business, correct? Yes. yes. But you still cut with your pops. Yes. How does that feel? Really good. Uh, so my dad uh, made me a partner in the business in 2010. Uh, we remained partners for nine years, and just through his planning for retirement, uh, decided to sell me the business. Nice. So I bought the barber shop as well as the real estate in 2019 from my parents. Beautiful. So now, do you still get tips from your pops from cutting hair? Every day. Oh yeah. Every day, he lets me know how things need to be. Is he still top dog? Oh yeah. yeah in this <laughs> shop, he's still top dog. So, with the times that we're in now, um, we all know we just went through one hell of a pandemic. Yes. How did that not only affect small businesses, but a barbershop like this, and what uh, helped you survive that? So, <clears throat> the pandemic itself crushed this business. Uh, we were closed for a little over three, three and a half months. Uh, so some of us had to find different jobs, you know, just to put food on the table. Um, you know, customers calling, yelling at us as to why can't they get a haircut? You know, their hair is too long. They don't know what else to do. They're going to Walmart and Sally's Beauty, and they're not able to find a pair of clippers because everyone ran there and bought them out. Uh, so they have no other option to turn to or know what to do. Um, it has completely crushed small business um, our business is still recovering. We have probably seen, I would say, maybe 60% of the customers that we had pre-pandemic uh, in the barbershop. Now, I will say uh, here within the last couple of weeks, as the, uh, the COVID vaccination has been coming out and readily available in our area, that people seem to be, and as they're getting those shots, they seem to be a little bit more in tune with wanting to get back to business as usual, I guess I would say. So, it's funny because most of you, you have a very big, loyal clientele, I've noticed. So, as a barber, I know growing up, the barber was always the cool cat in the neighborhood. So, that's where you would get your information from on what's the hottest uh, mixtape out I used to get back in the city. I used to be able to get my shoes at the barber shop. So, what do you think a barber in general is to the community? Um, I think a barber is still what it used to be back in the 40s and 50s. That's still the place that guys like to go hang out and just be guys. Kind of get the local news in the community as to what's going on, what's happening over here, what's going on there. Um, And just a a true lifelong friend. I think, you know, I had a a friend of mine at the fire department that I run with over in Redline where I live uh, just said this this past week that once you find yourself a good barber, it's very hard to give that up. 
because you put your faith in that person to make you look good. And also that's somebody that you can call on when, you know, you're in a dark space. Beautiful. Um, I've noticed not many barbershops and I've, as a graphic designer, I've done a lot of graphics for 90% of the barbershops in Lancaster city. And the one thing I've noticed when I walked in here is you have a female barber. Yes. Pushing the envelope forward, do you think that's going to be something more in tune with other barbershops? Or do you think that's just something that you just found a unique person that just has the skill? Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, For us finding Sapina, it has been a very good thing for our barbershop because she brings a different demographic into this store. She brings the ladies' side, which has never come into Gladfelder's Barbershop before. Uh, if you were a female and you got your hair cut here, you were probably going to half look like me when you left. <laughs> so uh, just the fact that you can kind of add the feminine side to what we do, I think, is a, a big deal. Um, I think barbershops that don't hire women just exclusively just because they want to stay the old way and it's just a guy's place, there's no space in there for a woman, is completely missing out. Um, Subpoena actually worked uh, for my father for a couple weeks uh, down in our Shrewsbury store, probably about 20 years ago, uh, if give or take a few years. Mm. Um, but uh, at the time, she was living uh, here in Lancaster, and it was just a very far drive for her to have to make and not very easy for her to pull her friends, her family, to come over to Southern York County from Lancaster to support her. But like I said before, I think um, having a female barber is definitely a breath of fresh air in this place. Um, It definitely helps uh, bring new people in that maybe we weren't able to attract before, Mm -hmm. especially on the ladies' side. And uh, it it has been a blessing for us. Well, like this is my first time actually walking in this door. Um, I've noticed it has a very old school feel. But your skills that I've noticed cutting hair, especially with the gentleman that was leaving earlier, you guys got one good army of barbers here. Um, do you consider yourself a businessman stuck in a barber's body or a barber stuck in a businessman's body? Um, I guess both uh, mm-hmm. to say um My family, uh, my grandfather uh, has owned a real estate brokerage uh, ever since the 60s. Uh, So he was a big-time businessman in York County. Uh, He would uh, do a lot of land development over there. He built probably three, four hundred homes, if not more, uh, in southern York County and Hanover area. Uh, So business has always been in my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, My grandmother is who started us off in the uh, barbering world. Uh, She had a a beauty salon in the uh, basement of her home. Uh, My aunt went to barber, or I'm sorry, beauty school. And uh, my father had no idea what he wanted to do coming out of high school. So my nan said, you know, barbering is probably going to be a good career for you. He liked to use his hands. And uh, so she sent him to barber school, and he's had a almost 50-year career in this. Uh, he has always owned, uh, for the most part, uh, his own business. Uh, he started out at your father's mustache right down here in the Lancaster uh, Park City Mall mm-hmm. and uh, worked there for a couple years and uh, then went uh, back to his hometown of Redline and opened up his own uh, barbershop. Nice. And ever since that day, he has owned his own business. So business has always been in the forefront of our family and owning a business. Nice. 
So as a man who loves both sides of the world, if I come in here and I say, I'm looking for a new barber, which I kind of am right now. I'm, why should I come here? We have a very rich history in this community. This year we celebrate our 100th and uh, ninth year. Um, 109th year. Yes. Yep. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. You. Seriously. Yep. We opened here uh, in this very building, in this very room in 1912. A gentleman by the name of Fred Andes uh, started this business. Uh, Mr. Gladfelder would come uh, in 1948 straight out of the Navy. He was the ship's barber. And uh, he purchased the building and the business uh, from Fred in 1950. And later on would uh, go on to sell it to my father in uh, 2000. Barber in the Navy. I wonder how they got straight lines while the boat was tipping. <laughs> uh, I'm certain with Gladfelder skills that they weren't too straight. Um, <laughs> one of the things that we like to stay here at the barbershop is we need your head in our business. That has been a slogan uh, that Mr. Gladfelder found uh, in his many travels uh, around the world. He saw that uh, when he was down in Texas. Um, and it was something that was not copywritten at the time. So that is something that we have actually trademarked here at Gladfelder's Barbershop that only we can use. I need your head in our business. Nice. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. I need your head in my business has been something that Lancaster County is very familiar for seeing over the last 70 years. Uh, and quite honestly, when people call here, or they go by, they actually think that's our business theme instead of Gladfelder's Barbershop. <laughs> they think it's I need your head in my business. So. Hey, if it works, it works, right? Absolutely. So my last question to you is, in all your years of barbering and business and all that, what is your most fondest memory being in this world? This is something that I never dreamt that I would get to work with a family member. And I think it's ever more excellent that I get to work with my father. The fact that he has had a very rich 49-year, almost 50-year career this coming year in this business, I think speaks a lot to who he is. And it is just something that I treasure uh, just as much as he does. I never thought that I would get to work with my old man, and I just think that it's neat that we got that opportunity. Well, how do you feel about that? The very first Coffees and Questions. It was episode 20. It was Coffee and Questions. It was awesome. It was off the hook, and we're out of the rec room. And Christy's not like, guys, wrap it up. She's not yelling at us. No, she never yells at us. She loves it. Well, she yells at you. She don't ever yell at me. Well, that's very She true. loves me. Yeah, she does love you. In yeah. fact, it was funny. This past week, I was sent to the grocery store, which is a journey in its own. And it actually said, creamer for Anthony. <laughs> Did you get one-on-one with Marty again? I hate Marty. You do. It follows me around. It, it messes with me. The damn thing messes with me. Maybe it's the light bal balancing off your skin. My oh pasty whiteness. Yes. You got your own brand of color. I am working on getting that tan. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another great episode. I want to thank you so much. Now, next week we are off because it, because, uh, because it is Memorial Day weekend. So you're going to enjoy the best of the Coffee Break podcast. So until then, stay caffeinated, stay classy, and thanks for listening. This is the Gladfeller team, and we would like to thank Lyrican and Jimmy Jam for stopping by and promoting us today. Thank you for tuning in with us today. You can check us out at gladfellersbarbershop.com, Facebook, or Instagram, and you can always book with us on the Vigaro app, which you can download from your Apple or Android device. Have a great day. 
I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast streaming service. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms and like and subscribe to us on YouTube. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the shenanigans. Thanks for tuning in to the Coffee Break Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our programming. We now leave the air wishing all our viewers a good night and a better tomorrow. Good job. How was it, Jim? Was it, you, how, you was it? how was it? It was a good interview. It was good. good. We try not to be too serious, though. Like, well, you have to lighten it up. I know you have to joke and. Hi.